This is episode 33, Waiting for Aliens. Um, the lovely Akemale Jennifer is uh, out the country, living her best life. Being her best. Away from us. We miss her. Some How- place on her head. Uh, well, some place on her head. I'm not supposed to talk yet. My bad. <laughs> I was gonna say I, we have. Ain't no rules. Ain't no rules. Ain't no rules. I'm not just talking shit. So Jen is out of the country. Five months. She's going to be a five yoga months, master. No, five weeks. Five, five weeks. weeks. Yeah. Excuse me. Five weeks. Yogi I master. Something I didn't know. <laughs> five weeks. And so in the meantime, yeah, we're gonna have a couple of guests on to fill in, expand the expand the show, expand the thoughts coming to the to the table. So. Uh, without further ado, so so to, today we have um, our first guest host. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna let him introduce himself. He goes by a lot of names. You are our first guest host. Wow. Okay, you're actually our first guest at completely all. at all. Period. At I feel all. honored. Yeah. And so not, not only are you a guest, but you're like you, we're not gonna be like interviewing you. Mm. You're just gonna be part of the part of the cast. But I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, but but we'll ask you some questions. Make sure you reveal some things. So so first thing, tell tell introduce yourself. Tell us your name. Tell us. Uh, your name. My name. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, if you want to remain anonymous, I guess <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's also that's also that's, something that's also you can do here. Well, if you want to talk like you want to talk. Plus, it's like se- he's semi anonymous. Okay. I put more of my business out there, but he's he's semi anonymous. Even though I think <clears> that <throat> it's easy to figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. From the number of times that someone has mistakenly said his name, <laughs> got you. But we I give know. we give people the choice to. I've heard plus is what they call you, right? Yes. Okay. You can go with that. You can go with that. All right. Yeah. Well, my real name is Chris, but I go by Malafi. Well, oh, I don't like that already. Your real name? Oh, well, my mama named me. Yeah, I should okay. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Malafi is the name I chose right. for myself. Also go by Black Lion International, Tikambesa, different names, you know. So it all depends where I am, who's with me. African Herbsman. African Herbsman, yeah, I almost forgot about <laughs> that one. Some just call me. Don't forget I'd, about that one. I had someone refer to me, or not, I mean, talk about you to me and they kept saying herbsman i was like who are you talking about wait you known as the herbsman yeah for sure <laughs> you know when i was djing a lot more african herbsman was the dj name so some of the brethren just cut it short some call me african some call me herbsman so it all depends man it can go in all kind of directions <laughs> yeah it, it can go different ways you're, so you're Malafi building a brand around a, a lot of different things. So Malafi is a play on that name. Malafi means herbalist or herbal healer in Zulu. So, yeah, all connected. Right. Yeah. So uh, M- Malafi is an interesting uh, individual because even though his name is in Zulu, he, he, he's, not a, he's not a Zulu. He, he, he doesn't come from South Africa. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> if you get deep enough, yes, we we don't know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the guess would be West Africa. Didn't did, that okay. would be the guess? But my colonial last name is very present in South Africa, so there is a chance that part of the bloodline did come from that place. See, when we talk about the slave trade, a lot of times we leave out Southern Africa actually being part of it. 
we yeah. leave out we leave out East Africa East being Africa because there was an internal yeah trade or migration or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it from east to west yeah um mostly from east to west but also sometimes from west to east and to south and central mafi <laughs> even though he 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 has a zulu name um he's born born and raised in in good old brooklyn bk full full disclosure he he's my my blood cousin mm-hmm. <laughs> By way, not, uh, not not by play cousin. I'm a, yeah, my cousin by by way of relation. Mother and father. Yeah, <laughs> by way of relation. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised, uh, uh, Brooklyn man. Um, Flatbush. Flatbush. Big Origin. up Flatbush. Original. He's also a husband and a father. I put those first. I'm, I'm reading my little notes. Mm-hmm. I put those first because I think those are probably the most important roles that he plays um to himself um he's also an engineer mm-hmm. like not necessarily musical although he is a musical engineer <laughs> he yeah. has done this but he's an actual like real engineer that like mechanical engineer yeah build builds things and that we expect not to collapse around us um he's a concert promoter we heard mm-hmm. he's, he, he used to dj more i don't know you still dj Mm, not really. I'm okay. getting back into it, but not as much as when I was active. Um, he's a small farmer. Mm-hmm. What you growing? Uh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But um, um, he's just all all around Renaissance man. Um, who, like I said, born and raised uh in in the wilds of Brooklyn. Uh, highly educated, highly decorated. Um, but decided to move his family, his young family, uh, back home, as I think he might call it. Definitely. And so I, I, I have here in my notes that he is a repatriation, repatriation expert. Mm, that's a heavy, heavy, heavy. I don't know if I'm an expert, but definitely working on it. You're actually the only... Well, you'll be an expert amongst the two. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> you're, so. you're, the, you're the only uh, person I know who has moved back to Africa, mm. as it were, who was not like born there. physically from Africa. Physically. Physically. Uh, mm-hmm. Spiritually and genetically, we know where we're from. Yeah, but, I understand. You know. You can't tell where your grandmother's village is. Exactly. Got you. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even, or even the country. Yeah. Did did I tell you my father did uh uh was it twenty three and me or one of these things? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so he they got, own his DNA now. They they definitely got his DNA. I told him not to do it. Okay. I was about to do it. I'm about to do it actually. So you know they can use that against me and you being that where DNA matches. But how, how, you how, use it how? So, so back up a little bit. We're related. My father and his mother or brother and sister yeah. okay okay mm-hmm. but what do you mean they could use that against us yeah in the lo- say if the police want to get a match they oh. can subpoena 23andme ancestry.com for a dna sample of a close relative because we'll be very close oh. and they have to give it up it's in the fine print i was discussing this last week with a friend well, what that means to me is I just have to not commit any crimes. 
<laughs> I understand that, but which you is know. difficult being a black man in America because they they figure out a way to criminalize a lot of our behavior. We're a black male, so is it? Is, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the best thing. It's not the two. I mean, the upside is like, um, I mean, the reason I'm thinking about buying one is simply because I want to know like if I'm predisposed to anything. Like they have a good commercial going on right now, just talking about how you get only one body in life. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to know where the breakdowns can happen, mm-hmm. so you can adjust how you live or whatever like that. That's the dark side of it, though. I hadn't thought about the uh, the you know peanut power of the state. I mean, that's why I'm such a hotep or hotep light because some of the hotep ship is like is like. S- straight anti woman. I don't know. I- I'll just say that. But I would say define hotel for the crowd right now. <laughs> as a, as a quick as a quick you know. I I can't really define it because I I use it kind of tongue in cheek in the way that like they insult them on the internet. Yeah. You know that more more mainstream black people insult um those of us who are a little bit left on the internet. <laughs> Well, Hotep is a greeting. Yeah, Ho- Hotep is, uh, I think it goes back to ancient, like, ancient uh, comedic Kemet. language. Yeah. Egyptian, for those of us who are not Hoteps. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> peace be with you, you know? Um, right. And a lot of, a lot of uh, brothers, and women too, but they kind of make fun of the brothers. A lot of, a lot of uh, brothers who are more curious to kind of who who want to fight against the white supremacy project a little bit more militantly <laughs> they say things like hotep and you know mm-hmm. my sister <laughs> and that type of thing derivative of black power uh, i think it's one of the children of the black power movement yeah i mean like yeah, now so, growth yeah. of, of that time era mm-hmm. black so, and i'm proud right and so uh, there is a lot of I- i'll say this and maybe one of you here disagrees there is a lot of misogyny and sexism tied up in that community but i think that existed independent of any politics involving black liberation and so we need to kind of fight against that but anyway because of that the term hotep recently within the last few years our internet is kind of a way to insult folks like so there's kind of like a hotep list like dr umar johnson and Tariq nasheed dr boyce watkins they kind of like don't like these guys even and they have their problems they're flawed as far as i'm concerned but at the same time who is it uh, exactly exactly and they've done great things yeah some of them i don't know umar johnson i think he might be a a, a swindler i'm not sure yet <laughs> he might be a scam artist i don't know because that school he's been collecting money for that school for a long time i ain't seen not one groundbreaking ain't nobody signed a deed yeah he's under the <laughs> microscope right now of the community actually but yeah. Yeah, he should be because yeah. according to what people can have been able to glean because there's no official records he's he's collected close to three quarters of a million dollars yeah from donations right to build this school and they i mean how, how long ago was this 
over like four or five years. Like right he now. has that money now. Yeah. Like it's, it wasn't long. Like it wasn't yeah. long ago. He has that money now. Um, but and I just, if I had if I had almost a million dollars, I could start a school. It wouldn't be a big school. But I could start. I could do something. Yeah. And also, I could use that to show, hey, there's a need, or there's a desire. People are funding this. Let me go talk to like the Diddies or the, I don't know. Maybe because Diddy started the school himself, but talk to their various rich Negroes that you could get nah, matching funds from. The rich Negroes stay away from him because he's very much against the LBGTQ whatever community. So right now, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, it's not really your your benefit to be on that side, you know. Especially yeah, if you're an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a hard hill to die on. I'm pro do whatever you want to do. Yeah, that, that's why I'm pro gay marriage. As long as you're not getting in the way of my life, I don't really care. I'm Ulti- ultimately, that's what it means to me. It's like, you're not getting in the way of my life. Do what pro, you got to do. I'm pro mental health. <laughs> I'm pro mental health too. I'm all pro mental health. I'm for sure. I'm, I'm definitely pro pro people mental health be, too. People yeah. definitely need to be more aware of uh, of uh, we all could use some mental health help. Yeah, some therapy. <laughs> we call you some therapy. Some so therapy. Yeah. Part of the therapy that you engage in, Malafi, was moving your family to Mombasa. Mm-hmm. For those of us who are geographically challenged, that's in Kenya, mm-hmm. which on is the, in East Africa. How long ago did you do that? Two and a half years. J- just, yeah. just, just south of Ethiopia. Yeah, on the Indian Ocean. On the Indian Ocean. Yeah, sounds great. It's beautiful. Absolutely. That sounds great. It's tropical, you know, like the Caribbean. What? Now, what what was the decision that went into to, to doing that? Into I mean, moving. We're making that decision to go and do that. To Kenya or just moving in general? I mean, Start you, with the moving in general. Yeah, moving right. in general. All right. Well, the moving in general really was sparked at the age of 14. I went on a trip to Senegal with a church. Um, visiting Gory Island, standing at the door, no return. It just like sparked a fire for me to return. To Africa, you know, then also going to Africa at such a young age, it just showed me that you know everything they try to show you over here is jungle war, whatever crime. Right. It's just you know, yeah, that happens out there, but it's not the whole place, right? You know, so it's not even the majority. Nah, it's probably about two percent <laughs> of right. what's going right. on over there. But you know, the Western media chooses that to highlight. So going there at such a young age just really opened my mind to, like, what it is. And then, you know, growing up out here, being exposed to, like, 5% as Rastafari, you know, the Hotep community, really (laughs) just opened me up to just more, like, having an African perspective of looking at life and looking at our existence over here in America. So... As I got older, graduated college, started traveling back and forth to different parts of Africa. You know, this is before Instagram and all that. So, you know, there's yeah. no, not everybody's going there a lot just to post on social media, but I was doing it before then. 
So that just opened me up to the different cultures, different vibes, the differences, and also the similarities, which outweigh the differences as us as African people around the world, period. I think language is the biggest thing that separates us. But other than that, our cultures are so this similar and the same. And also seeing the affluence of black American culture on Africans on the continent was just like, yo, I just need to come home. Can we talk about that for real quick? I mean, not, we're yeah. going to get back to your story specifically. But that's actually what's funny. With today, um, the, uh, the Grammy Awards were tonight. Yo, they didn't give Jay nothing. <laughs> it's Kendrick's here, man. I'm saying, though. I mean, he made 444. I, I guess because... And, and Kendrick made, made, made Damn, which is amazing. A phenomenal actually, album. Actually, kind of... I've changed this opinion because it was to me his second best album. I've kind of decided it might be his best album of, of the the four that he's released. I think it's his best. Um, so which kind of, you know, it's like to me, it's like his it's it's damn, and then it's Good Kid, Mad City, then it's Pimp a Butterfly, and then it's kind of the uh, what's that Unmastered or whatever the one that has like no titles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um. So I get that it's his year, but I feel like Jay, like with 444, number one is that kind of almost a, a culmination of his career and where he's gone. It shows his evolution. And to me, I, feel, I, I don't know, it just relates to me more just on a personal level because it's like it's about a, a dude like who's married yeah. <laughs> and, and living life and, and, and dealing with all the stuff that married men have to deal with. So. It's a very elevated project. No matter, yeah, no, no, matter, no matter what your, your level of project. life is at. Yeah. No, it's a mature project. I think, for me, I love it. I mean, I, I, I bump it more than the Kendrick Lamar album. However, that's, more pro- that's probably more because my ability to relate to it on a violent level. You know, marriage is hard. Marriage is great. Marriage is hard. Marriage is do all kinds of different things, the art of being a father, the things you think about from being a father and having all those different roles. Fucking it's up just as a, a man. Just an area, <laughs> it's just an area of life. Yeah, no, it was an honest, it was an honest Making your wife angry was. and or sad. But, yeah. <laughs> but that appeals to a very niche group. And it's appeals to a niche Kendrick group. Right. Album How's that appeals niche, to us and the unmarried and the kids. Versus Jay Z's album, like you know, the I can kids remember ain't when I like was, that. yeah, yeah. I can remember when I was without yeah. kids, without. So yeah. he he has he has a wider scope of people yeah. that will actually get and feel what he's saying right now. Yeah. Well, I, cl- clearly the the Grammy voters agreed. Um, and also four forty four didn't have a lot of singles. Damn had no. like four singles. Which, no, that matters. Still. At the yeah. same that time. That definitely matters like the, still. At one point, almost every song was on the Billboard. Right. From that album. Yeah. From, from Kendrick's. Yeah, from yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. He had, a, he, had a, yeah, he had at least four that yeah. were there at the same time. So, so I, I, I get it. I get it. And my, my kids uh, can sing more of Kendrick than they can Jay. So yeah. do mine. They, they, <laughs> like, they like them both, but they, they sing more Kendrick. Let me, mm. And let me say that. I think 444 is like an important event in music. Not just like this year, but it's like an important event for, um, I mean, Jay is stretching the boundaries of 
you know, what it means to be a rap musician. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And how how the 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 flexibility and um the maturity maturity yeah. that can be brought to this that that art form, and so it I'm, opens I'm gonna, up a lot of possibilities. You know, what I'll say about that, I, I don't disagree with you, but I feel like other rappers who, if you're a part of our culture, you know who they are, whereas the mainstream culture may not understand. But they've done that before. I mean, they were um. Why did the name just slip my mind? I didn't smoke today. That must that must be the problem. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, uh, plug one, plug two, plug three. De La, De La, De La Soul. I don't know why I couldn't say that. De La Soul have released quote unquote mature albums. Um, but they not hot like Jay though. Right. That, right. That's what that's what I say. Like, there there, there, there are a few other MCs. <laughs> yeah. May have been releasing albums, but you know. Right. Yeah. The, who who were able to show that grown man hip hop can be done. Mm-hmm. Oh, like absolutely. Forty plus, maybe even you know if if you believe the rumors about how old Jay really is, like fifty plus. <laughs> fifty plus. Yeah. <laughs> hip hop can be done. Well, um, I mean, he's not sh- he's not shedding a light on. You're right. I mean, there's there's brothers out there making. They're gonna be artists for life. You're artists for life, right? Like but, an MF Doom. Yeah, but I mean, even even when they were all younger, they weren't Jay. You know, <laughs> they, they, that's. True. I mean, I don't know. And they they're not all married to Beyonce. No, they were either. dope. <laughs> There's that, and they're not married to Beyonce. And they haven't been as yeah. successful as Jay. Yeah. Uh, and outside they're not married to Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> outside this, of music this, too. This is yeah. why Jay lost. So. Jay Jay lost to Kendrick because of everything we were saying, and also just yeah. bringing up the marriage to Beyonce. Like the woke black girls are still mad at him, but these chicks on the internet hate him. It's the internet though. <laughs> it's full of haters. They're more mad at him than Beyonce seems to be. <laughs> Tell me what their Valentine Day is gonna look like. <laughs> I, I, I do. What are, what are those women's See, Valentine Day? I, I hate look to like? be that guy, and we're not going to go down this road. We don't have we don't have we don't have any uh, female representation female representation here. But I do feel right. that there is something to the stereotype that these are all single chicks. Didn't say that. Well, okay, say I'm that. saying it. <laughs> I'm saying no. You said the Valentine's Day things. That's what I'm like. There is something to me. I tend to think that the women who are so vocally angry at Jay for some shit he did to another woman who mm-hmm. is not angry at him about that shit <laughs> anymore right. anyway, mm-hmm. who forgave him for it, um, they e- either, I tend to think they're alone or they're with someone who treats them like shit. <laughs> and so they're channeling that energy, th- that energy yeah. through, through him. Right. And um, Twitter is their outlet. Twitter, do it, Facebook, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fix, fix your mic a little bit. Raise, you raise it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because you got to talk to the to the front. This piece. Yeah. You got it. Okay. But um. Yeah. So, so the fourteenth, I I I, I well, if I was a gambling man, I would say it's not going to be. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be the greatest. They're, they're, we're we're going to get to some Valentine's Day talk, but I want to bring it back because we kind of went down this lane because. Something that w- that's always been interesting to me, as someone I've only been to Africa once to one country, but but even going to the Caribbean, um, it seems to me that the culture of the Americas, of Black people in the Americas, 
has more influence on the continent than vice versa. And I'm talking about like modern time, not from where we came from, clearly, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about like our cultural output. And I know that, that there's something to be said about just the, the world power of the United States. And since basically black culture is like the culture of the United States uh, in terms of anything that's homegrown, of the world bro <laughs> so no so i get yeah. that so i understand how we can end up exporting that culture to not just africa but to everywhere like black culture black american <clears throat> culture gets exported everywhere but then when you really start thinking about it though it's more than just black like north american culture caribbean black caribbean culture mm -hmm. as well has more influence on the rest of the world and then since we're specifically talking about Africa for Black History Month, then contemporary African culture has on the Caribbean and on um, uh, the United States. Well, you're starting to see a shift in that with Afrobeat blowing up. If you listen to the, to the last few tracks uh, released by French Montana, they're straight oh, yeah. Afrobeat. Yeah. And but he's African. He's Moroccan. Yeah, but he's from the Bronx. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you're starting to hear more collaborations of American, even Caribbean artists using Afrobeat sounds or collaborating with Afrobeat artists. Like okay. uh, Tiwa Savage, she signed to Tidal. She's from Nigeria. She just released a song and a new video with Omarion. What's her name? Tiwa Savage. Tiwa Savage. I'm Savage, on the corrupt. yeah look her up so yeah is she related to 21 savage mm, we all blood cousins bro we all blood cousins no, no, no. perhaps she's but, his wife i don't know uh, nah, 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 nah. she from nigeria he from the a but i'm just saying that you're starting to see that shift where afrobeat it has now become one of the most popular music in the world like in europe is straight afrobeat right now they well, have i don't count yeah. the europeans the reason i don't count them is because they whatever it is black they're just sucking it up pause yeah. but like <laughs> well maybe not pause but, but yeah <laughs> what what i mean but even that's, over that's here. been for years that's but been even for over years. here even over here no the i mean that, that french sound. montana french joint montana, that, that, that big the, hit that he had yeah but even the new one he has out, uh, Stefan Don. If you listen to it, it's his whole flow okay. is straight Afrobeat Nigerian flow on it. You know, even the beat, the way they have the drums and everything. So, do you think yeah. that's going to end up as like a major shift, or how is the pattern going to stay there? Because I feel like there's definitely back and forth. Mm -hmm. There's clearly a cross pollination. But yeah. I do feel like the domination, the domination, in terms of cultural exchange, is from west to east when it comes to black people. Well, it's also the domination of American media, regardless of the but race. Then how do you explain like reggae and dancehall going over there so much? No, because we got the biggest, <clears throat> we got the biggest satellite. So I mean, basically, yeah. they're closer to us than we are to them. Well, I mean. Jamaica can beam whatever's hot. We're going to pick it up and yeah. then beam it out through our... Okay. You see what I'm saying? But so it's, it's still all channeling through the through U.S. with that, with that yeah. media dominance. In some yeah. way, yeah. Like, yeah I mean, way. the culture of the Western... You can just say culture of the Western Hemisphere, of the diaspora, um, you know, 
given given America's um, status and power in the world, it's going to be able to beam out all the cultural uh, pieces that are worth beaming out from this hemisphere. But I think also it's, it may not just be a cultural shift. It may just be one of those things where um, the world just is getting smaller. Yeah. So it's like now access. I always kind of put it, yeah, access and, and a, in a metaphor, more lights are coming on in the world. So we're able to see more things and more things are able to, I mean, SoundCloud, you can get music from Everywhere. all over the place. People just, you know. I don't, also, think, I don't think you're wrong, but I have, I have an Anunnaki theory about that, though. <laughs> Maybe it's... Why language. are you laughing at my Anunnaki theory? I mean, I, tap out, man. Good. Hotep and Anunnaki, two totally separate different realms. Oh, oh my bad. Not really. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> depends I mean, how deep you go into the Hotep world. You come right back that's around true, to Anunnaki. I never see no black pundits on Ancient Aliens, though. <laughs> on oh, what is that show? Uh, is that History Channel? Which is crazy to me that oh, they come show on, that it's on the History, History Channel, Channel, though. It's the History <laughs> Channel. Ancient Aliens. You know the show Ancient Aliens. They always talk about how, like, you know, the pyramids were built by aliens and some right. crazy shit, which is, I think, the pyramids were built by people with alien blood. And that's what I was going to say, <laughs> is I think... Oh no, totally. We we can go we can go down the rabbit hole that basically that we we are the genetic experiment of aliens. But mm-hmm. um and when I say we, I mean black people. And that's why I, I said if you go down and, that But everyone else hotel. came out. Let's, of yeah, us. let's not go down there. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the show is Waiting for Aliens. I know, but you but, get, okay, yeah, bring them slowly. Let me just tell you my theory. Let me too far for them. Let me just tell you my theory. What I'm saying is that I think that there is if you look at there are two kind of specific places in the West or maybe three that have had the most influence. And while everything you said goes into it, like in terms of the media dominance, et cetera, I think that it may also just have to be that those particular groups of people are just special. I think that has to do with high incidence of Anunnaki blood. I think that's the Island of Jamaica. I think that is, um, the U S specifically, uh, African Americans, like Southern Black Americans, and possibly Brazilians. I'm not so sure about that, but I think because if you look at how Western Black culture is exported, those three touch points are the places from which you see the most, mm-hmm. and you see the most kind of creative production and taking of what was given to us. And turning that nothing into something completely, you know, that's part of our traditions that can go back thousands of years, but also at the same time, completely new and influence the rest of the world. But that's just my my weird whole tip theory. I think also language plays a big deal. Speak on it. Because, you know, all those places, probably except for Brazil, they sing it in English. Hmm. which is a dominant world language versus African arts and culture coming at you in Igbo, Yoruba, Amharic, or whatever the language that is made right. in. It's not easy for us over here to digest that. Versus it's easier for them to digest, digest the English. English. Because those English is also a colonial language over there spoken. That's and true. taught in school. So yeah. I think that's a big part of it also. But, I think that's part of it, but yeah. my Anunnaki theory is yeah. the main reason. But also with <laughs> Brazil, Brazil, Brazil has the largest population of Africans in the West. Yeah. So 
So there's going to be a higher percentage. Yeah, higher percentage. Anonymous. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you if you if your theory holds, that's right. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. if my if my theory holds, <laughs> and you know Jamaica is just where the, you know they had the rude boy slaves that they couldn't break. So you know our our culture is strong there. That's true. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. It's 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 Anunnaki. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, if you go back far enough, I think Rihanna's people originally is from Jamaica, not Barbados. <laughs> Y'all getting in the island shit that you know, <laughs> Rih- Rihanna, about that. Rihanna is definitely an alien. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just to quickly say, I I am not of the belief that if you're special and you're you're unbelievably talented, that, that means you're necessarily an alien. I do believe in the abilities of human beings to be excellent. Well, all human beings, we all have the alien blood. It's, it's our percentages. That's all. That's all. It's about uh, percentages. Okay. Okay. You know? okay. How much RH? Like you the got force. Yeah. Like, like the yeah. force. Yeah. It's like you know. It's like Luke Skywalker versus Han Solo. They both like good dudes, but Luke just had the force. <laughs> Anakin was his father. That's just what it is. And you it's know? uh Anunnaki. <laughs> Lesson of the day. We I don't, don't know want y'all digesting. Gest- I don't know what this gesture you're making Wait. is. Oh, that was the violins. <laughs> my bad. You know, like. what, what, what is violins got to do with it? All right. Let, so, <laughs> I think we were talking about. <laughs> we're actually we're actually on schedule right now. So we we were talking about like repatriation and and um uh, you moving back to to. Uh, Mombasa. So you you, you went through to to, to Gori Island, the, the Gate of No Return. You saw that, and then you know as you were growing up, you visited uh, many many different uh, nations and countries, and you saw like the similarities um, that we had were greater than our differences. So, two questions: What made you choose Kenya, and how did you convince your wife to go there with you? I. Well, Kenya was chosen really because uh, my cousin Jason moved there first. So that makes sense. Yeah. So we they speak English too. They speak English there too, and also the economy is is decent. You know, it's growing one of the fastest growing economies in the world. But well, then why not Nigeria? Because aren't is Nigeria the richest country in the continent at this point now? Yeah, but it's also one of the most corrupt. Okay. Well, in the world, you know, politics, whatever. But also, I don't have any contacts there, so I wouldn't move to a country. I don't have contacts on the ground that I could trust that could help me navigate okay. the place, you know? Right. Well, but, yeah, not, the Nigerian scammers, yeah. like, if, if they're getting people over the internet, they're going to get you in real life. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> and that could happen anyway. No, I know it could happen yeah. everywhere, but the, the Nigerians got a lock on that, though. Yeah. How, like, how old are your children? Uh, four and two months. Yeah. So his second child was born Just there. Born the in first, Kenya. the first person in our family to be born on the continent since a great grand we aunt brought over here. Right. Well, a great grand aunt was born there, but she, she was? was raised Ooh. here. Yeah, Jason's grandmother. Oh. She was born in Sierra Leone. Because, I didn't know that. Because our, because her father was part of the British Merchant Marines. So they were over there at that time, but she okay. would, but she was raised in Barbados, but she was born over there. Okay. okay. So yeah, my daughter is the second to be born, but she will be raised there since 
time of slavery or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go with my first. I like I, <laughs> the way the myth sounds better. The I just like to be a little accurate. But as far as <laughs> convincing my wife, I didn't have to convince her. Well, full disclosure, and tell me if I'm giving too yeah. much information. But yeah. she's, there are people in this country who would argue that she's not even black. Yes. Huh? She's Dominican. She's from, Dominican. From the Washington Heights, yeah, uptown. I mean, if you if you look at her face, you she's black, but then right. when she speaks, you hear her accent. And so you didn't have to convince her much. No, 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 no. When Why we is met, that? No, no. When, well, first, well, I would, I would have I mean, to think she must have been on. I mean, this is this yeah, is something she that had she a certain mindset. understood yeah. was well, on your mind coming well, into the game anyway. But well, when we first met, that was definitely one of the first conversations we had about moving to Africa. When you first met? Around the beginning of the relationship. Yeah, man. Get because it on the I table, knew, baby. I, I, no, I knew at that time that was definitely one of my goals. And I didn't want to be with anybody right. you know, that become uh, a point of contention between us. Okay. Because I have a lot of friends, men and women, who their spouse is not on the same page with them. So they end That's up. That's a lot of people. I got a lot of friends too. <laughs> they end up getting stuck here because the person that they're with is not down with the move. And that's, okay. that, yeah. that's true that's whether you're talking about moving to Africa yeah. or anywhere. That's, you know. that's, that's yeah. just not on the same page about yeah. how I want to like raise my kids. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a whole. A I, I appreciate the deal breaker conversation <laughs> coming early. No, you have like, to. Yo, you have to. I'm going but, to Africa just in case. <laughs> Well, we're but enjoying this but, coffee. But also, but seeing also, as this is the month of Valentine's Day, I think yeah. that's just good advice no, in beautiful. general. Yeah. For, like, if that's you're what I'm looking for a serious relationship, yeah. I mean, if you're just playing, you're just playing. Yeah. But if you are, if you have a serious relationship on your horizon, it doesn't hurt to have the deal breaker conversation pretty early. Early, early, and early, also, while she better. was in college, she studied abroad in Zimbabwe. Okay. So. She had the experience of being in Africa before we even met. So her love of Africa was born in her, too, because right. of that experience. And, and because was, of the history, we don't yeah. see that in a lot of our Latino, Latina brothers and sisters. Um, I, I will, I'll say that. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, die on that sword. <laughs> I'll die on that sword. You don't see a lot of... You don't see a lot of love for Africa in, in black Latino culture. Well, because it's been whooped out of them. No, I agree. One. I'm not saying. And I'm not saying that it's. There's it, reasons. Yeah, yeah, of course, there's reasons. Definitely for reasons. It. But to speak on that, last Christmas, her parents came, and this is the first time in their 60, 70 year old lives they realized that they were African. They came to that epiphany while they were in Kenya. <laughs> so, oh, you didn't tell me about that. What, like, yeah. what does that epiphany look like for? Uh, an older Dominican couple. They mainly speak in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what the conversation was in detail, but they were sitting on our balcony. And next, you know, I hear, oh, yeah, that's what it is. So I'm like, yo, Michelle, what's going on? They was like, yo, they realized they're African coming mm -hmm. here, being in the environment, seeing the people, seeing the culture. I don't know what sparked that in them to right. for that realization to come but yeah because michelle's sister she may be a light-skinned dominican but i mean her older sister is my complexion then when you go to dr her whole family 
it's mixed up complexions from the darkest to the dark to the lightest of the light. Right. So when enough people who experience DR or these places, they only go to the resort. They don't mm. go into the communities. Like I had the privilege because being married to one. So you get to see that these people are African people, like for real, you know? So, I mean, they telling themselves. But then look what happened to Sammy Sosa though. That's self-hate, man. <laughs> That's self-hate. Everybody out here bleaching. Jamaica got the most bleaches. Yeah. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with language or, or whatever. Well, there's a whole, there was that big, um, well, I, I want to say she was Nigerian too, that big singer, the African singer who mm-hmm. was promoting the bleaching cream. And she yeah. went from like, like dark brown to like. Yeah. Bleaching is a big problem over there. Actually, they just uh, outloaded it. In one West African country, I want to say it's Ghana. They yeah, outlawed it. Yeah, Ghana. Mm-hmm. You think no more bringing Good. in the bleach. You know, even Indians bleach themselves. So <laughs> it has nothing to do with like language or it's just white supremacy influencing on the world. Like you, you know, know white Dominic- is right, black is wrong. You know, it's all over the world. From that, all over the world. All over the world. I will reiterate, this is our Hotep show. Yeah. <laughs> our Hotep episode. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, any, all... for anyone getting uncomfortable. For anyone getting uncomfortable. Hey, let's just talk no, about that, it. No, that's the truth on any episode. It is. White is right all over the world. And the darker you yeah. are, it, the, the worse it is. Um, but it's also, it was survival that also bred that up in our people. Like, I'm trying to survive in this system. So if they looking yeah. at me, if, if I'm lighter, that's going to help me get ahead. Or even hear, like, stories of... Brown paper bags. Yeah. And, yeah. Light-skinned black Americans back in the day passing off as white. We all got a version <laughs> of that. You know? So it's Every survival. culture in this, in this yeah. hemisphere has a, has a version of that. Yeah. And I heard it was bad in Dominica. I went to school with a girl from, um, um, from the DR, and she was light-skinned, but her hair was tight like mine. But she wouldn't hang out with us because she didn't think she was black. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. It's a conscious choice that they okay. have to make. If, but, if, if you're not dark-skinned, I should say, in that culture. But, see, but you say yeah. that, but that's why I bring up Sosa because I'm like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about context the other day, and we were talking about killing people, but it's the same thing. You have to put something... Yes, yeah, so we, we 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 had a we had to a, break a, something. A, a murder conversation, <laughs> murder conversation about the the context of how you would feel after you murdered someone. I guess well, even that is missing context. But, but in and of itself, like like this you is, have to put something to sleep. In I just want the people to know how yeah. our minds work over here mm-hmm. on this side. You have to put something to self, put something to sleep in yourself, or break something in yourself mm-hmm. to in the face of reality, convince yourself that that's not reality. Yeah. So to talk more about, because one of the things I think might have also helped convince them is that your quality of life has improved. Yeah, definitely. From, 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 from your perspective. A hundred percent. Like, so, um, you know, t- t- talk about it. Because I, uh, I know a lot of this <laughs> stuff, but, like, talk about how the, how the, the well, land you have, mm-hmm. the... Uh, what your... What your kind of seeds you're growing yeah, i would say like, um it's improved in many different ways but yeah not just the land but i'm just not saying just like, the land but like the building i live in it's called swahili gem google it you know whoever's listening you'll see it so it's like a brand new swahili modern building gem yeah in in mombasa in mombasa all right but now yeah. you just gave out your address but okay i don't care <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you got a problem, come see me. <laughs> we ain't worry about that. But yeah, so if you see like where I live, it's like, you know, something you'll see on Miami Beach or, you know, Greek Island somewhere. That's how the architecture of the place is and the modernity of the building. Right. So, you know, a lot of people in the West have this, we all live in mud huts over there. Yeah. type vibration but you know people live very very good over there too you know mansions like estates bigger than you'll see here so i feel like by us making the move from new york where you know you're paying two thousand dollars for a roach hole versus you know a thousand for a three-bedroom luxury apartment so in that way, that has stepped up my uh, my living, I guess. You know, I got a pool, gym, all that. You know, all that stuff people expire for. Yeah, that's the shit that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that has to feel good. <laughs> no, it feels great. It feels great. You, you got know? an ocean view. And, and I, then on top of that, he has, like I, when I mentioned mm. at, the, at the top, uh, he's also a small farmer. He yeah. has land. Yeah. Separate from the city, so he's town and country yeah. out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah. You know, that was. The second main mission when we moved was to make sure we secure the piece of land for at least for us to grow our own food and secure inheritance for the youth, you know, because, you know, over here in America, like, I don't know where you're going to buy a piece of land that that you actually want to be at, (laughs) you know, you could could go to South Dakota or someplace like that, but who wants to be there? Like, for real, for real, you know, the people who were there first, they still want to be there. <laughs> well, I'm talking about us. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, culturally yeah. black yeah. people. Yeah, when no, I, I know. When I'm I say just, that. Yeah. I'm but even, talk, even some of them, they don't want to be there. They used to migrate a lot. They used to, well, used to they don't want to be there now because the damn, the damn pipeline <laughs> that bus Trump opened bus open. <laughs> yeah. That, and they, they talked about that from before. You know, yeah. but that's we 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 yeah. we've talked about that. Digress a bit. Digress. But well, so, also over there. You know, it's a different economy, so, you know, I'm able to afford a nanny, a cleaning lady, you know, different things, you know, over here, that's like, I don't know, not many people have that or able to even afford something like that, yeah. So, so it's less stressful, less yeah. expensive, you got, yeah. some, you got some peace of mind. Yeah, you know, you still have to work over there. You know, food is not free unless, you know, your farm is popping, which is mine is not all the way up yet, but we're working towards there. But you still have to grind. You still got rent to pay. You still have, you know, trips you want to take, you know, ambitions and still. But it's definitely... you um, you You ain't hung it up. Nah, 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 nah. nah, nah. I eat much better over there than I do here. (laughs) You know, so... (laughs) Food is crazy cheap, you know, versus to what... New what, York. What's dope is about that story when he was actually you were talking to me today, Neil. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I, That's one of my few times. I hide my <laughs> hand. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Uh, what's dope about that is it kind of just speaks to how small the world is and, and or, or or how wide the world is and how open it is for you to move other places. Like when you grow yeah, up man. in the States you get caught in the mindset of like this is the only place to live. No, nah. I worry about my daughter with that. Just growing up here in New York City because mm-hmm. some people find it hard to leave New York because mm-hmm. it's kind of like where I'm the gonna, hell, I, where the I, hell I, else am I gonna get all the options I get in New York? I'm one I'm of those people. Be, yeah, although so, I mean it happens. My my visits to to Joburg and and Cape Town did open my eyes and made me be like, okay, 
I want to be here. And then I went to the Middle East and I was like, okay, they don't give a fuck what white people think about anything. No. <laughs> that was the main thing I took away from my visits in the Arab world. We're like, yo, this is really, they don't give a fuck. Nah. I think over here, we under this myth that everybody cares what's happening in America. Like, everybody's paying attention to what's happening in America, which is not true. There's many people in these foreign lands who, you know, America's an afterthought. Not everybody over there wants to come to live in America, you know. Tell me how the perception is, though, of the U.S. from over there. Currently. 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 And, and, and it's got nothing uh, to do with, like, not in the context of somebody wanting to come over here. Forget that. Mm -hmm. I think you're a good example of somebody like, you know, I've been here mm -hmm. and I found my piece of, my piece of, mm -hmm. a piece of peace somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, but how, are, how is the U.S. looked at over here? Um, or at least the news that you guys get. See, I don't really consume the news. Like, so I'm going to get it through like Facebook, social media, what's going on. Um, but as far well, that's, as that's how a, a lot of Americans are getting their news now. Yeah. But I'm getting it from Americans posting. So I don't okay. know how a African, their social media is set how up. They're consuming. How so they're you're consuming, kind of still consuming yeah. it. Like I'm still consuming it. Like I'm here. I may not watch CNN or whatever, but right. I'm still getting news articles from Americans posting on my stream. But as far as Africans, well, Kenyans, because that's where I am. I can't really speak for the whole continent. I hate when people blanket a place that has 54 countries right. as just Africans because it's very diverse. But from my experience, um, the view of America also is, depends on the economic situation of that person on the continent. So if you're a richer Kenyan, you're not really pressed to come to America or or impressed by it. They may have even came here for school and went back. Now, a poorer Kenyan who sees America or the West in general as this place to go to escape as a way to get a foot up in the world, they're not seeing the truth about America. They just see the superstars and think we're all living like this over here. Like one of my times in South Africa, the security guard at a place we were at told me that all black Americans are rich. And I said, why do you think that? He said, I see in your videos, your movies that all of us are rich and I had to explain to him that's not true. But so I think is also that plays a big part of it on your own economic status on the continent, how you view America, how you view the West. Now, as far as like the political side with like Trump and all that, you know, <laughs> I think the whole world is just laughing at the whole situation. Like this guy's not serious. How can Americans elect them? But that's without the knowledge of them knowing that this place is still deep and entrenched in racism. So is that yeah. something that's not widely known? Yeah. You'll be surprised. Even by like black Kenyans? Yes. Yes. It all depends on their own exposure. If they had a chance to come visit or go to school over here, then they can relate to you a little bit more. But 
the ones who have not left Kenya or the continent, it's still surprising to them that to hear that these things are still going on over here in America. But what about the legacy of co- co- colonialism that's on that's on the continent? Like, I mean, it's, I feel like that would give you a clue because even the this the relationships with the European like the former mm-hmm. co- um, colonizers are still skewed. They're still yeah. There's still a large imbalance. Like African countries are still in debt to former <laughs> colonizers, mm-hmm. which yeah. makes no sense to me. It's like you, 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 you took my resources for your personal gain, and then when I, you know, took it back, you said, "Well, now you owe me." Well, that's that's what they that's what Napoleon <laughs> did with Haiti, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's just due to the politics and the education. No, no. I mean, I, yeah, I, I know why the, the why it exists, but I don't know. The, yeah, the, but that's, there's got to be a sense of injustice about it or feeling. Um, no, no. It's very minor. Right. There's wow. a minority of people feel that way over there. Who work for mine? Hey, yeah. F mothership. He grew up in the UK, and he's just like you know, it's understood over there that US. Mm-hmm. He, he said for them over there, he grew up always understanding that, especially the South. The South is somewhere you don't go. Yeah. They would never go to Texas. I don't ever want to go to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the yeah, UK. But that's, the UK. but that's even more, but that's even more, that's, that's in the Shout opposite direction. Texas. I'm just joking. That's Houston. in the opposite of direction of Houston's being like overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you can go. But I get it. It's like, I I was surprised for him to even say to me that on the outside looking in, people, that there are people that recognize the U.S. is one of the most racist places in the world. Yeah. Even, even while it's like beacon of light for so many other things. I mean, that's our, that's our, um, that's our nature. So, hypocritical. but before we move on, I just wanted to get one more thing out there. Um, So, what's the, and this is more from uh, us as, you know, Americans who still live in America. Um, what's the situation with the Chinese? Chinese? And the reason the reason I ask about that is, one, they're clearly, I mean, Russia is trying to reassert itself and Trump is helping them. But China is clearly the rival for superpower status of like, you know, basically ruler of the planet status at, the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the moment. They're, they're the next contender. It's good. It's it, if if there's any single nation that's going to be it, that's going to kind of take America out of its place of controlling most of everything, it's going to be China. They're well on their way. I was going to say, they seem to be on their way. They're well and on their way. One, their strategy seems to also, as the strategy of a lot of world empire builders, is to go through Africa. Mm-hmm. And... um. I know I follow, there's a, there's a Kenyan artist that I follow. A lot of his work focuses on um, the Chinese in Kenya. I know that um, just speaking to friends and relatives, there's a lot of Chinese investment. You can read about it, it on the continent. Um, From like a decade ago. They've yeah, been no, no, it's, it's been, no, it's been, been going on. Um, and I feel like the United States had the natural affinity to be that, to, to be that. And China just just did that. So I mean, that's what I I think that's a result of American racism. But neither. But to to really get to the point, 
what what do you see kind of that future like how does that relationship gonna end up just you know make a prediction because we do a lot of hot takes on here right. no one's gonna hold you to it but <laughs> right like china and the, africa the china Af africa, africa relationship. relationship is it is it gonna end up as another upside down kind of colonial relationship just instead of europe it's 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 an asian uh country basically the, the most you know populous asian nation or or will it be something more equitable um at this point it could go either way okay it could go either way um right now though it's very looking like just another colonial power because <laughs> if you look at the deals that these countries are signing with the chinese to come in and build railroads and build uh, ports and all these different things it's not beneficial to the africans well they get, the port, they, get the, they get right? the port and the railroad they, yeah then we get these amenities but at what cost now they just built a railroad from nairobi to mombasa but that railroad is going through a national park and now those elephants are coming up with Miskin Tusk. You know, you have a lot of poaching going on. And this is due, mainly due to the access that now the Chinese have into this region. You mm. know, because, you know, they, they're the number one consumers of these Of the products, ivory. Of the ivories that, yeah. and all these products. So you have that. And then also the money that they invest into these projects it's not all the time worth it. They have um, certain projects where Africans are overpaying for these projects. And in the long run, they're not going to generate the income that Africans would need to pay for this project and pay back the Chinese. So now you go into a default. and because well, these, So these things are being done kind of as loans? Some are loans and some are economic trades, access to resources. Access to resources in exchange for we'll build you we'll build you this this then, railroad or whatever yeah and then also what is also doing on the flip side as an engineer how it's affected me is that they don't hire local Kenyan engineers they hire Chinese engineers the Africans are only doing the labor so right. it's it's um, furthering what we call the brain drain of Africa where engineers, doctors, lawyers, all the higher educated Africans are all working in the West versus working in Africa to improve Africa. So that's another thing on the flip side by having the Chinese come in. It's not creating opportunities for young African engineers. It's creating opportunities for young Chinese engineers. Because what they do is they hire directly from specific Chinese universities for these positions as project manager, engineer, whatever, site supervisor for these positions that you see in China. But there I are, mean, aren't, in Africa. Aren't, aren't at these, these Chinese universities, aren't there a lot of African students? Why are they not hiring? No, they, they, they're purposefully yeah, they're hiring their own. They're not no, sharing no, the I, technology. I, I get that. With, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, Africa. I'm thinking like if I am African and Chinese. If I am one of the decision makers who's going to sign this deal, if I'm the minister of the interior or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. my title would be in the government. If I'm signing this deal, why am I not demanding certain concessions? Like clearly it has to be beneficial to you as the Chinese. So I get you need to get something out of it. It's not like mm -hmm. it's, I don't want a gift from you. But at the same time, 
we should both be getting things out of it and it should be roughly equal it should be a roughly even exchange and value it's short-sightedness by uh african politicians you know especially the older ones they're still under this colonial modus of operation where you know we get a contract i put 50 percent in my pocket and right. the other 50% goes towards whatever the project is. <laughs> so, no, I'm serious. That's really, that's really like the biggest that's, thing holding yeah. Africa back is yeah. like there's too, there's too much of that. It's too um, greedy. Too big at the top. Yeah. Nothing going down to the bottom. Nobody, yeah. like you said, short-sighted. Nobody's looking short-sighted. out for the future. Nobody's like demanding, no. no, if you come in and build and we share our oil or we mm-hmm. share our resources, natural resources with you, then you have to, you you have to share the technology with you. You have to share the know-how. You have to get some of our students that are engineers involved mm. with the building of this stuff. We're not just going to hammer nails for it. Yeah. And so and that's, that's what they've issue. been doing. Like, the fact that there's no place on the continent that refines oil is a big problem. That's crazy to me. I remember that's reading insane. that, like, a couple of weeks ago, that there's <laughs> so, no oil uh, refining in Nigeria. Nowhere. The, the, the biggest, whole continent. The, the biggest stores of oil on the continent, and they don't have refineries. Highest quality oil <laughs> yeah. in the world. So Mombasa is the biggest port in East Africa. So I see what's going in and what's going out on the continent all the time. Like, even on, my, on the way to where my land is, there's a titanium mine and other minerals that are owned by Australians. So... You have about 30 to 40 trucks that make three trips a day from the mine to the port straight out of Africa of, of titanium and other minerals. Right. So that's just one example. Now, you have the whole continent that's going on with other natural resources, you know, steel, yep. and there's iron, And there's cobalt. no value being added on the continent. So basically, no. they're, they're, they're pulling the titanium out raw, and then they're going someplace else to refine it to and refine work it, it into whatever it needs to be it. done. Yeah. Raw and materials. Then, and then in return, we buy it back at a premium at a pr- cost. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And, yeah. And, no, and no no Africans or no Kenyans, for example, using your example, are, are getting paid in the process of the refining or the, no. the adding value. Or even buying the product after it's refined, right. made into whatever it is made into. Yeah, like, man. See, now that we've thoroughly depressed ourselves. No, it's not depressing. It's just you have to realize what's going on. And once we start to discuss these things, we can start to combat it and change it. But I, just as someone, as, as a black person in the States, and we're not going to be able to solve this tonight, nah. but as a black person in the States, I don't know where to begin. Like, because someone who cares about the, the future of where we came from, even in an abstract sense, even if you don't know about particular nations and what their situations are, I will admit I am only familiar with maybe four or five African countries enough to speak on them feeling like I know what I'm talking about at all. Yeah. And that's four out of 54. But, you know, I think what you touched on is you said as an American, we don't know where to start, but we are where to start. We represent that. That's why I repatriated. Because we over here in the West have these knowledge, skills, talents, and abilities that, you know, we got from school. But for those of us who, 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 for whatever our reasons are, we can't move back. 
Well, it's not all about moving back. I don't believe that every African person should move to Africa. No, I don't think that's realistic. But we should also start to establish economic ties and economic investment and, and knowledge investment into the continent. I and how, how can we do that? If you, do you know, um, are there any like organizations or websites that you may know about um, to help establish those ties or kind of be, it's, does it have to be more of a one-to-one? I think right now we're just really at a one-to-one basis. I don't think there's really any organization I can name that's helping transfer this knowledge skills from black Americans or blacks in the West, particularly to the continent. I think got it's, someone has got to have started I, I, this. I already. think I think people are doing it on their own, okay. on connects. their own initiative. But it I'm takes, in terms of an organization or in more uh, in a more like mass organized way. And when nah, I say mass, I'm not saying shut that down, bro. Yeah, I'm about to say like it's, it's it's still early. Still, <laughs> it's all, the, early all the people that. that want to have and get it all, they want to keep it quiet. Yeah, <laughs> they're not trying yeah. to make it loud. Yeah, and so that's another connect. Yeah, you gotta have a connect. When I'm on the plane going there. I'm the minority on the plane. It's mad Europeans, Chinese, Arabs, Indians, and they're not going there for vacation. Not all of them. Some are, but a majority are going for business, investment, buying land, uh, starting up different industries there. So as long as blacks in the West continue not to make these steps, we're going to be left out because it's going to be soon where you can't even afford nothing in Africa. At the rate this is going, you know, Angola is the most expensive city. It's more expensive than um, not Angola, the capital of Angola, Luanda. It's more expensive than Paris. It's more expensive than London to be in these places. And this is in Angola. So what about in Wakanda? How expensive is it is in, in Wakanda? <laughs> I don't know. You got to ask Trump that question. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about to be February in a few days. Um, Black History Month, as well as some call it the month of love, Valentine's Day. So most of us, when I say us, I'm talking about um, black people, but I think it might end up being most kind of like movie-going Americans are going to be seeing Black Panther. It has had the most pre-sales of any movie, I want to say in history, if I'm remembering my Hollywood Reporter article. Um, it comes out so Valentine's I can't get Day. a ticket. <laughs> I know oh, that. I can't get a ticket either. What's funny is I went from one day to the next. I talk, in one of my group chats, we were talking about, oh, let's all go together and get it. Let's get these tickets. We're going to go to such and such spot. We, I looked one day. There were, a, there were tickets open, but we couldn't decide on a time, like the group. Decide another time, look. The next day, which was maybe about like less than 24 hours later, completely sold out. And this is like a week ago. And the, 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 the joint don't come out for another two weeks. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's going to be a blockbuster. You sent, um, I remember you sending that article about how popular the, the guy who plays the lead character was in China. Well, he just won some award. He won the... Uh, that's going to be the most popular actor award. Yeah, well, that, that, that oh, no, Black pretty Panther, much Panther's going to pop. Black, <laughs> that, I'm not worried crazy. about the, the Black Panther's going to pop. Where, where are you going to see it? Will you be back home by the time you, uh, it comes out? <laughs> Yo, I'm not even on the Black Panther bandwagon like that, to be 100% with you. 
Like, yeah. as in no you knowledge know, of the Black Panther or... Like, I'm never into comics or anything like that growing okay. up. So, this uh, is all, like, new to me. <laughs> so, like, I'm watching... That, that might the, be even... That's, that's dope, too. Keep it just to go into it. Yeah, but... Um, so, I don't really understand all the hype. Because, to me, it's still a fictional movie. And I'm, like, deal with reality. Oh, boy. But I See, understand... You I was Hotep, right? <laughs> no, I'm 100%. <laughs> I like to deal with Africa and the reality, but... I understand the imagery behind it, how it's going to be profound and groundbreaking and all these things because we don't see ourselves representative in the white man's media, which I don't really give a fuck about to be 100%, you know? So I'm still like, "Ah, I don't know. I'll see it. Yeah, catch it on the internet somehow, but I'm not probably going to the movie. The only thing I wish about (laughs) Black Panther, because that type of mythology exists for a lot of other lands right Mm -hmm. where it's yeah no it's not real but it's it's a mythology and it's more about creating a mental state and a shared kind of like identity in a sense that you know you have the king arthur myths that always come up and then they did that stupid great wall movie um which was even though they put matt damon on it which i think helped it to tank um, it was really actually a Chinese movie. I watched it. Okay. I, I was like, it's really actually a Chinese movie. They just, I think they, they put white people in it to sell it over here. Mm-hmm. They actually could have just had all Chinese people. But anyway, the point I'm making is that what I wish that they had done with Black Panther, but it's too late now because it, the mythology goes back however many years, um, is instead of having it set in Wakanda, which is nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> um, pick a nation. Mm-hmm. Pick a nation. It don't matter. Zamunda. No, not I Zamunda. Kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. You I know, they're coming out with part two of that, you know. I don't think they should do that. Yeah. Me neither. Damn, I think, I think Coming alone, to America please. is one of those movies just classic. needs to stay. Awesome. Just classic. Leave it alone. I leave it. Leave it alone. Like, I don't, I'm not mad that Zamunda's not real. But Wakanda <laughs> should be like Angola or something. Or, Somewhere. Or, or, or Congo. Congo. So, yeah. Some, you yeah. know. And... And to attach it to something real. Attach it to, like, a real place yeah. and then have the rest of it be myth. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, just like they do with, like I said, the King Arthur story. They attach it to a real, they attach it to England. But none of that shit happened. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think also, you right. know, I'm just tired of all these symbolic victories that we're celebrating mm. in, in, in as Africans in the West, you know? But yeah. the symbolism... I hear what you're saying about the symbolic victory, but the fact of Black Panther being made, being a mainstream, like it is literally a mainstream superhero movie with mainstream superhero money put behind it, real good known actors who didn't have to be in it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times black actors take movies because they have to take it or not That's work. That's the only thing they get in. <laughs> right. But yeah. like, yeah. Th- th- you can see from who's starring in it, these people... They're they're so established that they don't have they didn't have to take that movie. Um, that symbolism is an actual real victory in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a victory. Like no, it's not putting money. Well, it's putting money in someone's pocket. It's not giving us our freedom. <laughs> but I think it's a battle that goes towards that. Um, mm-hmm. well, is, uh, is that putting too much on it? Let's say it's worth um, it's it's worth cheering. It's definitely worth cheering. It's worth cheering on, and it's uh, it's it's the type of victory 
that can bear fruit down the road. So if it if it if it is the blockbuster it is, then people more than anything follow the money, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll green light somebody else who wants to make a, a potential blockbuster uh something. They gave John Singleton a lot of money off of Boys in the Hood for some movies that just weren't yeah. No, but he could yeah, he went and proceeded to fuck that up. Yeah, no doubt. But I'm saying they gave him a lot of money after Boys in the Hood. So just to say, like, if Black Panther is like, if it really knocks the ball out of the park and it's great. But it's going to. There's no, no, like, no, 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 no. There's, 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 there's the money. Now. There's the first week sales. And then there's the people who go and see it. And it's like, yo, that shit is crazy. And then it then goes and blows to a whole nother, you know, thing. Then, and they talk about number two but, or number three. And then you talk about a. a you know, I understand what you're that. saying, but who stands to benefit the most off of this movie being so popular? Chadwick Boseman. And who is that? The star. The star? Of the movie. No, I'm talking about benefit financially. I don't know, Harvey Weinstein, maybe. Yeah, that's probably, what I mean. <laughs> that, that's my point. At the end of the day, it's a black movie in symbolism, not in financial terms because oprah, oprah and tyler perry didn't yeah, make it past past paying the actors and actresses to be in it how are we going to benefit financially from it we don't own the studios we don't own the distribution companies all those things the, i will say and, this tyler and, perry owns his own studio i'm talking about for black panther he just makes terrible movies and then also the uh merchandise that's going to be sold from this that's going to generate more money than the movie properly Oh yeah, <laughs> who's no, no, no. At least, at least over a sustained period yeah. of time. Who, yeah. Who's who's going to benefit from some that? factories in China are going to yeah. benefit. As yeah. a as a, I mean, a lot of people are going to eat. Yeah. The majority of the meal is going to the people who are not us. Who made who made they put the money up to do it. So okay. they put the gamble out there to do it. Now you look at the actor. The actor's going to make whatever, whatever. million dollars she's going to make, right? Maybe. Nah, so he, I, I, th- I think he's getting a, a pretty good payday. Well, I just I'm, don't not, think- I'm talking about the whole cast. Isn't like the whole cast supposed to be African, black? It's right? almost, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, huge. huge. So minus the star. Right. Everybody else is going to be making, I don't know. I haven't seen the contract. Yeah. But what I'm saying right. is on um, Black Panther part two, three, three. those contracts going to come back out and we're gonna, they're going to get a little bigger piece of the and then those people can go off and be directors and be behind the camera at some point in time and then those people going to be having enough money to create their own movie I mean you know you have to take the steps where they come I understand what you're saying it's a, cele- it's a celebration I, I'm just in my mind He's I'm just past, skeptical I'm past, past the piece of the pie like, shit <laughs> <laughs> this is time for us to own the you definitely stood in for Colonial Jing yeah. I don't want none of that money going in there. No, nah, it's serious. It's serious. It's like, you know, at this point in time, as African people in the world, we need to take full control of our own destiny. We can't really be marching and waiting and battling for people to change and recognize us in a human form when everything that we need is within us. Everything that we need to push us forward, we actually own. We just took control. So we need to take those steps. So that's where I am mentally about everything, not even just movies. Like, 
everything cars gas houses jewelry cigars champagne all this shit we consume we don't produce none of it for none so we need to I change those that. things we produce some of it like what champagne who where a spade we don't produce that, that shit. shit yeah 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 he invested in it but where's the vineyard where's the the processing place that makes the champagne. That shit ain't in Africa. It ain't in Marcy. Where's that shit at? France. France. Well, that is the definition of the, champagne. Yeah. But I feel what you're saying. No, but we consume these things on large levels. Like even cognac. French oh, con- cognac is ridiculous. French I don't, don't understand. drink yeah. cognac at all. We drink cognac. Yeah. Africans in the West, Africans in Africa, Africans in the Caribbean, and Chinese. By and the way, Chinese. That's that's a very that's a very <laughs> as as someone who's married to an yeah. ethnically Chinese woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've ever put that out there before, but anyway, <laughs> welcome. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I've learned that like Hennessy and Chinese people is like is like I don't know. Like niggas and menthols. Like, it's like, <laughs> they don't drink anything else. But Except that's my Henny. point, though. Henny. Henny. Really? Yes. Yeah. Or Maybe even so. like the clothes we wear is not produced in Africa. Yeah, but you, t- you know what? That, 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 that is all true. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're both true. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to take the victories. And you got to also get a, you got to cultivate, continue to cultivate a philosophy. Yeah. Like the one you're talking about, like Daisy Sam, you know, how, um, how are you going to drink another vodka and Chirac, you know, mm-hmm. Puff did is, Puff it, is Puff in, yeah, right. So like, like there's a, but Puff don't own that either. Nah, but I'm saying we got to start, <laughs> we got to start where I we can. he owns part of it. He owns part of it, but I'm talking about. Holistic the from the from the ground shit. to the from the seat to the counter. Yeah, you need some time for that. No, we got time. I'm just trying to like <laughs> I'm promoting that mentality. That mentality. That yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. know it's work and you can't just wake up tomorrow and these things exist. But if we don't start talking in these ways and putting that mentality out there, especially in our children, how many more years are we gonna be in this cycle? So how do we yeah. get around? So I, I mean, I I wasn't going to talk about this, but since mm-hmm. it, it kind of comes up, how do we get around the charges of reverse racism? That's or, bullshit. No, I, I mean, okay, that's that's easy to say. <laughs> I, I actually know, but, agree with you, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, how do we, you know, for the, because I I think for just for this podcast, for example, I. I I think we have, and I'd like to cultivate. We have a non-black audience, um, mm-hmm. a, a a white audience, even. I would say. Um, how how do we get around the charges that some of what we're talking about is anti-white, or if not quote unquote anti-white, just in generally like reverse racist or black racism? Um, you know, and there there are black people who would say that too. So I'm yeah. not like some of the no, things that have been said, you know, tonight even. Well, there's a few ways to respond to that. Um, we don't have the power to be racist. You hear that? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's old school. Oh, no, I'm, no, I'm going to go through it. And I agree with that, but I'm just... I'm going to go through it. I'm going to go through it. But I'm talking then, about, like, the micro-racism. We don't have the power. You, we don't run the system. But so, if you but. look up the definition of racism, that's somebody who's for their own race. You know? So, black people should be racist. Um... <laughs> 
But I'll just leave that one to the side. I'll but put that no, to but the no, side. But let, let, let's explore that for one second. Can we explore that for one second? Because then what about, so then are white racists just for their own race? Yeah. But why does yeah. being for their own race mean they have to be against us? They're not against us. It's about control. It's about control. They're the minority on the planet. So the only way for them to be in the position they are, they have to control people. So racism is just a tool that they use for control. Like they use other tools. You know, white supremacy is just what it's about. It's about So is our goal black supremacy? Um, I don't know if that's my goal. That could be your goal. It's okay. It could be. I wouldn't say black. I believe in, in, in supporting no, the, no, the, no, the, no. I wouldn't the say black, black thought. No, I'm not. I'm not saying as black well as supremacy black as in the reverse to white supremacy. No. I'm talking about Africans being independent and self-determined. Self-determined. That's what I'm talking about. Because I don't hate white people. Don't get this twisted at all by anything I said tonight. You know, I have some white friends quote unquote but that sounded, <laughs> it sounded, it sounded racist it sounded exactly like, well white racist yeah, yeah exactly but my but, bank teller is white <laughs> probably not in this day and age though but I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not about hating anybody that's the difference between what I'm saying and white supremacy I'm not saying anybody is less than me. Right. I'm not saying I'm more than anybody. What I'm saying is as African people that are, what, 100 years, 100 and so years out of colonialism, 50, 40 years out of, of colonialism, slavery, that, you know, we have made great strides. But when you know the true history of yourself and on this planet pre-colonials, that you know we haven't gotten anywhere yet. And we have a lot more work to do. And these are those things that will get us back into those places that we need to be as a people well, by it, owning. It took at least, let's see, what, what year is this? It took at least six to 700 years for us to get into this position that we're in now. More than that. Longer than that. Really? Yeah. If you listen to like Jen Hari, Jen ha John Henry Clark, he'll tell you from the okay. first invasions of ancient Kemet, this was the project. From them times, over 2,000 years, they've been fighting to set up this system through the invasions of the, the Hittites. See, I, I've, I've, I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that. I'm not saying that these mm. invasions didn't start, but I don't know if this was, I don't know if some group of people invaded Egypt 2,000 years ago or With more this than 2,000. That'd be like 4,000 years ago with today in mind with this whole with the idea we're gonna control the continent they didn't even know what the whole continent looked like <laughs> like how could they you, you feel what i'm saying that that um, seems a little that's a little too hotep for me <laughs> okay what i'm saying I, mean, I agree with your definition mm. in terms of can't really have reverse racism for the most part we're, we're very few exceptions um you know, black power, black and I'm proud, these type of, you know, ethos to black community. Well, that's um, more, that, all those things are in response to oppression. Those things are not yeah. like, hey, yeah, no, I'm, no, no, no. Or like, I'm but better I'm, than you. But I'm just that's saying, the difference between black power and white power. Exactly. Someone says white it's like power, nobody's trying there's to no say, response. And it's, it's not in response symbolic. to anything. It's, it's, no, it's no like, I'm more superior than a white person or I'm more superior than somebody else. And so, most I, I never hear i rarely hear racism like that i mean 
calling white people devil and saying they're, you know, that, that. But I mean, you know, there's no real. I don't know if I like that. But continue. I mean, in a sense, <laughs> if you're calling somebody the devil, you're obviously saying that they're less than you. No, I'm just you saying know. that you're behaving in, in a deceitful, evil way. Devilish manner. <laughs> no, devilish is different from devil. You're stuck in Well, if you second. behave devilishly, are you not a devil? My daughter behaves devilishly. <laughs> I would be far That's, from calling her the devil. Is that her mode of operation? She may have moments that's not her of nature. No, that's not her nature. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we have a problem in which, especially it's been accelerating in the day of social media, we can't remember what happened last week, much less what happened 10, 20 years ago, much less the figure that, you know, Martin Luther King's body is not even 50 years dead in the ground yet. Like, things are real close. Hmm. Um, I never thought about that. Real close. This is Real why. Close. This is why I need you to, to 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 remind me of these things. That's actually really. That's really actually kind of ill. Yeah. Yeah. It's not being been fifty. Bobby Kennedy ain't been dead for fifty years. Real close. Just to give you an example, I was in South Africa once, and we were by a friend's house. Your sister was there, actually, Melanie. Okay. And she goes, no, we're with a friend, and her friend goes, she's telling the story about a racist South African white woman. And she was like, yeah, it's not even 92 anymore. I'm like, 92? <laughs> the fuck? It's like, if, you, if you give me a month in 1992, I might have been able to tell you what I was doing. Yeah, that's what I right. mean. So was, we haven't gone that far. We ain't gone far It hasn't at all. been that long, you know? No. Um, and they still fight in the same oppression, you know? In that's why it's like yeah. when you're trying to... Uh, like, I can't skip, like, a thousand years back. It's hard getting people to even relate to the fact that slavery is still echoing. Because, you know, you'll get people who say, I want to slave. I mean, I didn't own slaves. My, my ancestors didn't own slaves. They got here two generations ago. So it's like they don't, think, they don't think they're even involved in it. They don't think any of that has benefited them. But, um, but you know, say they can't see it. They can't see it. can't feel it. And so you got to bring them the closer to something that they were here for. And for a lot of people, I think, you know, um, it's like if you want to talk about somebody like Trump, I'm not going to take you back to slavery and the civil rights and why this is still here. It's like, you know, it's enough for me to be like, look, let's just what, what we got to do is you got to talk about Obama at some point. We all have to, like, take a breath and have a honest discussion about what just happened here because we were all present for that. Um, and then you understand how you got this dude. But those people who say they've been here for one or two generations, slavery still benefited them. No, I'm saying it did. Yeah. They just, no. they, they can't, they, they, no. they think because they weren't there for it, somehow. They're it separated does, it, 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 from it. They've divorced yeah. themselves from but whatever guilt should be involved in that. The country they came guilt, from the benefited. Yeah, from exactly. It should be slavery. easy. I mean, so that's the It's that's very the simple. It's just. You know, they come with these arguments as like uh, Jedi mind tricks to get you. But we're the, still unable to 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 diffuse the Jedi mind tricks. Well, the the thing is, for me, we need more midi chlorians. No, no, we need less conversation with these people, and just I actually say that too, and and focus on the people that energy know. on the mission. Yeah. You know, we're taking time and energy, having all these discussions back and forth with these people who generally don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. 
It's just a conversation for them. Hmm. And when you leave, you actually affected by that conversation. But that's just a conversation for them. That was just so, a little bit. Yeah. Half hour entertainment. A- entertainment. Right. You know, and I've seen that when I was in grad school here at Pratt, where my boy, this is right after 9-11. And he's trying to tell him, like, yo, these different things happen. And and they're like, I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Just like coldly dismissing him. But at the end of the day, me and him leave there and we talk about the social problems that really affect us on a real life level. And for them, it's just a topic of the subject for that day. It's a thought experiment. <laughs> it's a thought way. experiment. Yeah. So we're just wasting energy and time focusing on these people that we're trying to convince or argue with or whatever the, the mission is. I don't know. I don't do that. Right now, I only deal with people who are like-minded and trying to go forward in that direction. And, and just yeah. to clear it up again yeah. for anyone who, 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 before you get outraged, like-minded does not mean necessarily that they're black people. No. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just, I just, I just yeah, want yeah. to put, make that clear. No. And just, just like the fact- I laughed what, at what, it for that, anybody who needed to hear that. <laughs> no, no, people need to hear that. People need to hear that. No, I mean, in this, kind of what you said, in this day and age of social media, people need to hear that- Which, like things like need to be made very mean, clear. Yeah. Right. Things need to be made very, very clear because there's a lot of misunderstanding going on. Um, Super Bowl is next week. I don't give a shit. Oh, oh now you don't give a shit. Super Bowl goals. All, all of a sudden you don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't have a I know why you don't give a shit, but I just want I want you to to, to say why. Oh. <laughs> no, listen, I'm hoping for a good game. I mean, I, I don't I don't I don't have a dog in the fight. My dog is out of the fight. So I don't really give a Who's shit. your dog? Who's your dog? The Panthers. Oh, okay. he, 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 from, he from Carolina. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my dog in the fight. And to be honest with you, um, yeah, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not that excited. But I, Panth- I mean, the Patriots seem like they're in there all the fucking time. All the time. And um, what's ill about the Patriots is I hate them so much, but I have to respect I have to respect the excellence. Yeah, you got to res- I got to respect that. They cheat very well. They do cheat. <laughs> they do cheat. They do that. Also, um, yes, and no one from Boston is in the room. <laughs> so that's why that we're also. able to speak the truth Yo, without it being challenged. This was a big issue with me and my brother-in-law, who is a white man from Boston. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember I brought it up some years ago, and he got very upset. So I just kind of leave the football thing alone. <laughs> like, for the for the family piece. So so what's what's the state of the boycott then? Because the reason I don't really care because I actually managed to go as someone who enjoys football on a more of a mental level. I'm not I'm not really into the hits as much as as, as like the strategy of it all. Um I was I managed to avoid football the entire season due to due to cap. Um is the boycott like did it just fizzle and die? Like what what happened? Cuz I, I you know, I don't know or, or or do you think the Super Bowl is going to like are we going to really kind of use the Super Bowl as the exclamation point and just not watch it? Just uh, not fuck with it. I have a controversial opinion on the whole boycott thing. Give your opinion. <laughs> and I know that you're a football dude because I'm you a, used to play. I used to play, but just for the record, I stopped watching football maybe 5 years ago. Okay. Because I realized how much time I was dedicating to it. This is when I'm preparing for my repatriation movement. I realized I was spent all Sunday in front of the screen watching football. 
like I do now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> even, even Saturday, I would watch college football. Right. You know, back when it was bowl time, I have three TVs next to each other watching all the games. So that's how much I was into football. But I stopped watching it simply because of how much time it was taking from me when I needed that time to prepare myself for the move I was planning to make. But as far as the whole boycott goes, I disagree with it because I have brothers who made it to the NFL and, you know, coaching and all that. So for me, it's like we're taking food out of children's mouths out of these black football players who this is their way out of the hood or the way to make it to those next levels. So when we start saying we're going to boycott that, who's going to really affect? These owners are billionaires. These youths are just trying to make it out the hood. You know what I mean? And these are not the people shooting us down in the street who what the boycott was really about. So I think it kind of got twisted well, Cap, Cap in a way. Didn't, didn't have a boycott. Cap, he he had a, a small protest. I mean, the boycott was more about like, okay, we see that this man is doing a very, a, a small, mm-hmm. like what he thought he could do just to bring attention to something, which he did. He was yeah. successful in bringing that attention. But they punished him so harshly for that little act. But it's just, it's just showing you the realities. Don't be mad when the reality is shown to you that these owners are racist. Even the whole combine is just like a slave auction where they sit there and measure the man's genitals, how far he could jump, they biceps. They don't measure genitals in the <laughs> I know, I'm just going with Dexter. But that's I was funny. like, damn, dude. They, they do, genitals. though. They do. Niggas being they skip speedos out there. Come on, you know these people out there on this shit. But there's anyway. No, there's no scout who's taking a tape measure to somebody's dick. Yeah, listen. Listen, bro. The testy measurement. Is I, I have brethren who went through that situation nice, and they tell you straight up and down is like the one of the most demeaning things you could go through. Yeah. Next to going to intake into prison. It's almost the same type situation. Hmm. You know what I mean? And then when you see the images that correlation of this, is like slave so auctions Ill. and the fact that you call these people your owner is just like, wow. <laughs> well, they're, they're the team owner. The team owner, but I'm just talking about language and how uh, it, yeah. and how it comes out. And, you know and, what I mean? and all you the connections mean? that get yeah. made subconsciously. That's by your the language boss. It's not use. your owner. Yeah, he's giving you a check, right? But we still use these words. You know what I mean? So, but that's why my 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 thing on the whole. Um, so you got a con- you got a conflict of yeah because you got I conflicting know because you, yeah. you know people out there from your families that, through this. Yeah, they're feeding this family through this profession that they only have four years, most of them, if you make it that It's life-changing money. I mean, I I don't disagree. So now when you're saying, yo, we're boycotting the NFL, we're not watching, now what are these youths supposed to do? Unless unless your plan is to come up with a whole new league that everybody else can boycott the whole league with and then we go do that i'm yeah, down for that's, that that's what I'm but, but see to me this is kind of like it's, it's more like a chicken and the egg thing because yeah. the thing is is like i think that that is the better plan like yeah. in terms of being the real goal but then the same use that you're talking about that need the support that they need that that check to try and you know raise up their families mm-hmm. out of poverty and you know because they're, they're not just usually supporting themselves they're supporting no. moms and supporting aunts and uncles cousins, half the hood like that. right <laughs> yeah. um is they don't have the mentality of all right if if someone you know if if a group of if puffy and 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 uh 
I don't know, Oprah and Will Smith, they all get together and they start a new league. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over there. Like, we don't have that mentality as black people right now. No, nah, we don't. I'm a visionary. <laughs> I, I mean, I told you, man, all, all they have to do, like, that's why I thought the boycott was a waste of time because it's just like, that, that's, not a, that's not a game where we have the leverage to make, to cripple something. You don't have the leverage to cripple anything with a boycott. They're just going to go, it, 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 again, it's not like the Montgomery bus boycott where mm-hmm. most of the riders on the bus were black people. So therefore, they had the economic leverage that if they decided not to ride those buses, they had, you know, Alabama had to come to the table because they were like, yo, dude, you killed our revenue. Killed, killed it. our revenue. Yeah. Not in, not in the not in NFL. In the NFL, it's like, yeah, well, it's going it's, it's to hurt them. It's going it's going it, yeah, no, it is down. But if I'm a businessman, I have to choose which side I'm going to play with. This side that's, you know, bigger, I'm going to play with them and just take the hit. They're not going to shut anything down. It's going to be on the players on the field to make a decision that's going to move them. That's going to be where the, that's where it has to start. And they're not, you know, the ones who are not Kaepernick are not necessarily going to be able to do that. And I say not Kaepernick, not in terms of pejorative anyone else, but he was a star player. I mean, he was someone who had. It would have to start with a star player. He was an okay player. No, I'm not saying. Star. No, I mean, no. star enough to be like, no. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about his, his, his skill level, although I, I think he's a little bit more than okay. But not talking about skill level, I'm talking about his role, the market he was in, how. Mm how visible he he was in the league i mean he went to the super bowl yeah within the past five, five years five he went years. to super bowl in the obama administration you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. the, you you know his name you knew his name before the boycott because of that yeah so what i'm saying is that he it takes known players right it 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 it, it, it would take all the the players on his level or higher in terms of stardom and um, franchise ability mm-hmm. to come together. And they couldn't even get, make that happen. You think that was a goal, though? No, I don't think yeah. that was his goal. I yeah. think his goal, I think his initial goal was to highlight police brutality. I think his initial goal had nothing to do with the NFL per se. At all, yeah. I think his initial goal was to be like, hey, I'm in, his initial goal was, was very, was noble. He was like, I'm in this position where I'm visible. Mm-hmm. I can do something that will make people talk about this issue and not ignore it. And so he knew that he could put this issue in their faces, in addition to our own faces, um, through his small protest. It, was a, it wasn't even like a big deal, but the, the response was so overwhelming. The, re- the negative response was so overwhelming that it made it into something that it really never started out being. I don't think it was overwhelming. If you look at it from a white man's perspective, America is their saving grace. They were dying in Europe. So this place over here that they developed is really like their heaven. So if you're disrespecting my heaven, I have a big problem with you, regardless of the police situation. You're disrespecting my symbol of my head by not standing this flag business. And That was extra hotep. No, it is. But, but I think that that there's a lot of truth to that. I gotta think. Yeah. I gotta think about that. So basically, we're saying here the Kaepernick moment is kind of like over. Not saying he's over in I terms mean, of his meaning to us and our community, but in terms of the NFL and the boycott and everything, the Kaepernick moment is over. I don't think that was gonna get the answers we need anyway. 
Oh yeah, no, because what yeah. the one thing I that think they the can window point closed to... on it without oh, without while. saying what. Okay. I think the window for doing, um, I think you know, I think it becomes like a TV movie at some point in time, and that's yeah. cool, you know. But like, I think the there was a window there for something real to happen, and it just didn't happen. When Jerry Jones took a knee, it was over. <laughs> Also, that way. I, absolutely. Put also, that, that actually, when Trump got involved, he muddied, <laughs> yeah, he muddied yeah. the waters, and, and it, it was like, uh. yeah. And then also, because then, then even even if they're losing, even if they were losing more money than they're, they're they currently have lost, the question becomes: Are we losing the money because people are boycotting over Kaepernick, or they're boycotting over other people kneeling? Over that's what they was losing. Right, they're losing so, both. <laughs> so there's no way to tell like what's what's happening, and so they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, we're gonna err on the side of getting Kaepernick the hell out of here." <laughs> yep. More or less. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I, I I still think Cap is is represents some of the best nah, of us, he, though. He's definitely doing good work, and uh, respect he's done more for since that. then. Yeah, that has nothing to do with nothing kneeling with or that. the NFL or anything. Yeah, now I'll see what Jay said, man. He said, he said um he was like if uh, I think he was asked if you in that CNN Wait, interview. Yeah, in that CNN interview. He was like, if you were given the opportunity to go back and talk to Cap and and he was asking for your advice, what would you tell him? Would you tell him to do the same thing? He was like, hell yeah. Because, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, he's living his purpose. He's not just like football. You ain't, there's a lot of football players out there. Like, this dude is living his purpose, his life. He's going to mention the same sentences as Muhammad Ali. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's. Yeah. Nobody, none, of, none of those other cats are going to be, be that. And if he was stayed on the field, he could be injured and we wouldn't even know Kaepernick. That's true. Right. You know, that's, so, that's the nature of that game. So <laughs> he'll be remembered, you know, yeah. long after a lot of his peers have gone on to do whatever. Yeah. That he's going to be a symbol. We should have mentioned it earlier. I think we, we need a, a, a rest in power for Hugh Masekela. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's Ooh. a very, very uh, important brother. It was an important brother. I was I was trying to bring up a um, track of his doing this Giles Peterson Nelson Mandela tribute because uh, did, well, I'm going. Did to you ho- know? Speaking of Muhammad Ali and Hugh Masakala, do you know they're linked in history? No, to get, give us that All story right, while he so looks up the the, the before uh, the track he's, he wants to before the Rumble and Jungle fight in the Congo. Hugh Masekela organized a big concert where he brought musicians from the diaspora, people like Celia Cruz and other famous musicians of different genres. They did a big show in the Congo. Give me some other names. Celia Cruz. Uh, I can't, the names escape me right now. Stevie Wonder, was he there? I don't, I can't, I don't want to lie. <laughs> but just, but there's a documentary about it if you Google it. You okay. can look that up. Oh, we'll I have to do that. So they're connected in history to great, Great men, and if you look up some speeches by um, by Hugh Masakala, he he speaks about how the pop culture of Africa, in particular, right now, is deviated from when he was making music. Because nowadays, these musicians only sing about uh, love and dancing, and he's trying to tell the youths. He's very, very trying to push to the youths that we must talk about the real. You know. Yeah, and well, love and dancing is real. No, no, especially but, love. But past past that, you know, that's all they sing about, you know. And then also, um, he calls colonial Africans bad imitations of their uh, colonial rulers. 
Oh yeah, he's he. I I remember that. Cool. Yeah. He he said a lot. Yeah, he, he said a lot. That's a good brother right there. Rest in power. Rest in power, Hugh. So Hugh played the trumpet, but you know mm-hmm. he would definitely get on his tracks every now and then. This uh little something called "What Is Wrong with." I think it's called "What Is Wrong with Grooving." That's what I call it. Gotcha. <laughs> so this is mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela, uh, the tribute by Giles Peterson. Sabono to my whole Azania Mazanzi Massif South Africa. That's not hot. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Sabono. Sabono is Kosa. It means I see you. It's a greeting. I think that's yeah. the way to end it. And Azania is the the real name for what we call South Africa. Or Mazanzi means the South. He's not a like a uh Egypt-centric hotep. See, a lot of the no. hoteps are very Egypt-centric, and then anything that involved Egypt or Kemet is like superior somehow. Mm-mm. And no, he's he's, okay. he's not one of those. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get no. into your hotep life, nah, my nah. nigga. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, you, there's I didn't brothers. know. You gotta get down. I'm just a white belt. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely people who just focus on Egypt alone, but. I'm the whole continent, you know? I claim the whole place. Yeah, I think that's him too, right? Yeah. So, I want to say thank you to my physical cousin and my mental, emotional brother for gracing our our. our presence with his presence. No Does that make sense? <laughs> Gracing our podcast with his presence. I appreciate you. Right, coming good through. thanks. Good thanks for having me. Big up to the sister. What's her name? Jennifer? Jen, yeah. Yeah, big up to Jen. Jen. Yeah, dude. Jen, uh, go become a hot yogi. Yeah. Yogi we're gonna have master. Some more, we're going to have some more guests. And when, hold on. Jennifer, when you finish, make sure you come to Kenya. We got some yoga work for you over there. No, no, no. We need her here. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll fight over that. We'll we got fight over that later. <laughs> you know, she can be in a different place. So, uh, she can call I, I'm not, I'm not killing her. Wherever she gets the bag, she just... <laughs> Where, wherever she gets the bag, wherever she gets the bag. You know I'm about repatriation, so... Exactly. <laughs> All right, so for 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 plus this is oh we're gonna we're gonna sign off that that that's it 